The All In Podcast Show, episode number five, with your host, Daniel Giordano. The All In Podcast Show is home to the top entrepreneurs, innovators, and world changers sharing their breakthrough moments and how they are changing the world. We will bring mentors into your world who can help you find balance and build a bold life of excellence. With your host, Daniel Giordano. Get off the sidelines. Get all in. And join us at www.allinpodcast.com. All right. Uh, our next guest here um, is uh, Tom Beal. And um, I've had the honor and privilege of knowing Tom for quite a number of years, meeting up at different events and uh, being uh, behind the scenes, seeing some of the things that he's done over the years uh, behind the operations of, you know, very, very large operations of multimillion dollar uh, businesses and, and uh, just seeing him go out and impact people's lives. And uh, I just have the privilege of introducing him today and, and being able to get to know him more and, and share his message with you. So I am fired up to do that. So with that, uh, Tom, I just want to welcome you to the the podcast here. Happy to be here, Dan. Excited for uh, where the questions lead us and provide as much value as possible to your listeners. Awesome. So, so tell me a little bit. You know, give me a little bit of background of you know where you come from and and uh, you know and and kind of you know uh, the, the abbreviated version of, of how you got to where you're at today. Sure. Uh, the abbreviated version. Uh, just briefly, I'll share the, the business of the last seven plus years. So, uh, 2005, ten years ago, January 2005. Uh, started attending live events in the internet marketing arena. And in that uh, playing the game, getting into the game, I was able to meet a lot of people and become friends with a lot of people that are very well known today. And going back 10 years ago, one of those people I met in March of 2005 was an individual named Mike Filsame. Now, Mike is a big shot name in the internet marketing world because he's done so many tremendous things uh, in this community. But at that time, he wasn't that well known because he had just left his role as the general manager of a auto dealership. So no one really had seen him before that. Was, I met him at the first and the second event that he ever attended. And we met briefly at the first one and we really got to connect and hang out at the second one and became friends. And at the time, I was the president of a company that I formed with a Hall of Fame quarterback uh, in the NFL and had some cool things going on. And he had some good momentum in the internet marketing community and had some fun things going on. So we stayed in touch as friends and helped each other out throughout the year of 2005. And then in early 2006, well, well, backtrack. So in 2005, at that same time, that quarterback's son at eight years old passed away. And the business that we had kind of folded along with that, understandably so. So Mike's like, so what's next? I'm like, I don't know. You know, what, what's next with you? And, and we had this big idea. Aha. Why don't we combine forces and work together? So that's what happened. Early 2006, Mike Filsame and I teamed up and in doing so went on to positively impact hundreds of thousands of lives from 2006 to 2011. And uh, that was a tremendous, I, mean, I have so many uh, stories on that. That could be a whole week long seminar to talk about those stories. But we became kind of the hub of the internet marketing community and like everybody and anybody would like tell us what was going on. And we, we formed this mastermind with many of the top gurus in the industry and uh, saw the whole tide rise from everybody going, you know, making hundreds of thousands of dollars to millions to tens of millions, uh, in some cases, losing the tens of millions and rebuilding and building it again. Uh, and have been integral and behind the scenes in many uh, huge, well-known uh, launches. And uh, it's been a fun journey. So from there, I went to uh, work with 
another one of my heroes and friends, uh, Rich Sheffern, and became the president of Strategic Profits for Rich in 2011 for two and a half years. And then uh, decided after those two and a half years, things were going well, but I, I decided that I had uh, I wanted to, to spread my wings and fly and share some of the things that we're going to be discussing today, Dan, with people that uh, kind of were, were like my songs that I had been suppressing by being behind the scenes. You know, it was, it was fulfilling for me to have the impact that I had, but I, I felt that there was a calling for me to uh, step out of the nest and, and spread my wings and fly and share some of the, the great information we're going to be talking about today. So that's the brief nutshell of where I came from uh, as far as business success online. And then we might get into some other stories prior to uh, those uh, prior to the 10 years ago where we just began. Right. So, I, you know, I mean, it's it's really awesome to to hear that because I, you know, if there's people that I relate myself to in the industries that we've been in, um, you're one of the people that I look at that I think like we have some similarities where, where we were behind the scenes for so long that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, sometimes we we put aside our own dreams or our own things that we think about. Mm-hmm. And so it's cool to see that and see where you're at now. Um, so, um, uh, you know, I'm definitely in the same space. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, how would you define success? Oh, success to me has, there's a couple different quotes that, that people have shared that I'll, I'll get to, but success to me basically just means happiness. But, but, uh, you know, if, if people are happy, you know, uh, they're, they're, in my opinion, successful. But there are several other quotes that I like that are similar uh, to that, that success is being able to do what you want, when you want, with whom you want. I think I picked that one up from Tony Robbins. And then Earl Nightingale has the quote that says, success is the progressive realization of a worthy goal or ideal. And both of those are very good. Um, I came up with what I I now determine and, and teach in my success definition is the Trinity success method. It came to me on the fourth anniversary of my dad passing away. And I don't know if you ever had, if you, you listening or, or you, Dan, have ever had that inspiration where something just was just hit you out of nowhere and you just had to grab a pen and a piece of paper and just start writing. And that's what happened when I got to the Trinity success method. And basically success is a triangle with success in the middle of that triangle. And the base of success is health. The left hand side of the triangle is relationships and the right hand side of the triangle are your finances, a.k.a. money. Most people, when they think of success, automatically jump to the right-hand side and think of money as the the measuring stick. So for me, success is a trinity of health, relationships, and finances. And we'll probably get a little bit deeper into that trinity success method, but I definitely don't judge success only on the bank account. Because I know many people, and Dan, I know you know many as well, and you listening probably know many as well, that have huge bank accounts but necessarily wouldn't be called a success. Because they have that emptiness, uh, either their health is deteriorated mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually, or their relationships have deteriorated. Their uh, personal, professional, or social relationships are null. So there's another quote of success that says, no success in business can overcome a failure at home. So uh, I, Trinity success is how I look at success. A nice balance when, when it's really never in balance, but a nice balance of health, relationships, and finances in a right. positive way. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. You know, definitely. Uh, I like that. That's definitely good. So, so um, uh, I know that it's probably gonna be hard to narrow this down to one, but you know, is there one person that's influenced you the most in your life? Wow. I mean, yeah, it's really hard. Like my grandpa was a real integral piece of my uh, life and who I am today. So my grandpa Harley, 
Um, I have a son named Harley now. So that, that tells you a little bit about that. Um, so long story short, my, my parents were teenagers when I was born. My mother, when, when I was conceived, she was 16 and my dad was 19. So uh, I was born to a 17-year-old and a 19-year-old, uh, you know, basically kids. And at the time, uh, abortion had just been legalized and there was pressure, I found out later, from both sides of the family to take that as an alternative. You know, they didn't want their kids to have kids and, you know, ruin their life and all those fun things that people doing the best they knew with what they had were suggesting. And somehow my parents at that young age had the fortitude to say no and have me. So that was a huge success right away (laughs) just to make it here. Uh, And geez, if you look at those numbers over the years from when abortion's been legalized, Millions and millions of babies never got that uh, far. So I'm just thankful to have that uh, opportunity. And then once I came into the world being bored of teenagers, obviously uh, they hadn't grown up yet. So it was a tumultuous journey. And in that uh, that journey, my grandpa Harley was kind of the rock for me. So he had a, a hardwood flooring company. And at a young age, I would go along with him, ride along with him in his truck. And see how he would organize his staff, you know, meet the staff in the morning, you know, get them on the proper task, what it took to uh, I wrote along on, on him giving estimates to people so that they would choose him over competitors. And then going from the estimate to go you know, ordering the, the, the lumber to going in there, putting it in, sanding it uh, and everything that goes along with that. Um, so in that journey, one of the big lessons he taught me was uh, this. He's like, hey, Tom, go in that room and clean it up. He handed me a broom. I said, but Papa, I called him Papa. We weren't even in that room. And it was it was a new home that was being built. And someone had left a huge mess in there. Another one, who knows what aspect of the builders just left a mess in there. He's like, "Um, that's okay. Here's a here's a rule. Always leave a place better than when you got there. So that's one example of me learning some things about work ethic, learning some things about uh, leaving places better than when you got there. Even if you didn't make the mess, do your job to 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 pick up and clean up and, and make it as nice as you can. And I've taken that into every role that I've, I've ever been into. I put my stamp of approval on it where I know I've been there. Like, and, and people that know me, if they've seen it, they're like, ah, Tom must have been here because all the T's are crossed, all the I's are dotted, you know, his stamp of, of uh, approval is on that. And if you were listening, that's, that's a key to one of my, my success in all these unrelated areas was doing my absolute best, not cutting corners and making sure that I was, um, Stepping up to the potential that I was capable of at each moment under each role that I was in uh, at the time. So I would say my grandpa Harley has probably had the most influence on me. That's awesome. That good stuff there. Uh, that was um, that definitely had a huge impact on you. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Um, so you know to dive into some of the uh, uh, I guess the deeper parts of your life with uh, maybe some challenges or some mistakes that you may have made. Uh, that may may even may have even possibly led into your lowest point in life. What does that look like? Wow. Yeah. Well, I am a king. Uh, in in reflecting back, I have been a king, a master of in my past of self sabotage and making uh, really uh, obviously dumb choices <laughs> is a nice way to put it. Just being really right. stupid and foolish and childish uh, in my in in my younger years, and and it really. Uh, Every low point I can look at was under my direct choice. Like the choices I made put me in those circumstances, if that makes sense. And I'd like you as a listener to reflect on that and think. And and it it took me a while because a lot of my low places I would blame for years, blame others 
for the circumstances that I was in. It wasn't until the the commitment to self-discovery that the aha moments occurred were like, wait a minute, I was in that deep, dark place because of the choices that I made. And taking ownership of that is really strong or has been really strong for me because we all right now listening, you, Dan, me, you listening, wherever you are in the world, whether you know, listen right away within the day or week or month or years after this is recorded, you are right now listening to this exactly where you are, as I am, as Dan is, based on every single choice we've made up to this point in our life. And the cool part is we're going to be exactly where we are a year from now based upon the choices we make starting today. And it's my, my hypothesis that there's only three things we can choose to control in this entire journey of life. And that is our, our thoughts, our words, and our emotions, and our actions. Our thoughts, our words, and our actions. And by default, when we choose to control our thoughts, our words, and our actions, we also are able to control our emotions. At least observe them and choose which way to go with them. So going back to the deepest, darkest moment of my life I was in the Marine Corps. And uh, I was in the Marine Corps from 1993 to 1997. In boot camp, I was the honor graduate for my platoon. So out of the 82 members of my platoon, I was chosen as the honor graduate. Um, my grandparents, not Harley, but my grandpa Ed, who was in World War II, who was actually at Pearl Harbor um, when it was attacked in World War II, got, to, got asked to sit next to the base general when the graduation ceremony occurred because I was the honor graduate. And that was the beginning of me having a prestigious couple years in the Marine Corps where I also was honor graduate in my MOS school and also got a meritorious promotion in the fleet. However, two years into my amazing journey of the Marine Corps, I had been the, the number one person every, everywhere I went. Uh, platoon high, sh you know, high shooter, uh, the base high shooter for the rifle and pistol. I was a primary marksmanship instructor. Everything was just stellar. I was like the epitome of poster child of uh, awesome Marine. And then what happened is we moved from Cherry Point to uh, Yuma, Arizona. And in the move, we had a new uh, member join our platoon from from Yuma, Arizona. And what happened was he was a troubled, like a difficult Marine. So when when that place that he was had the opportunity to get rid of him, they dished him off to us. And I'm friends with him now, and he knows he was he was a hard piece of crap back then he knows <laughs> but he was just a real piece of crap you know he and to give you an example i'm like hey go mop go uh br brush up the uh uh the bay so we can get out of here and he's like f you go do it yourself it's like excuse me uh you know just, just like look and if you can't trust someone to go sweep up bay in peacetime how are you going to trust them when enemy fires coming and you're like hey go take go go there now and they're like no you know so it, your life is online it's a little different than than civilian right. world stuff so long story short um, people were sick of him mouthing off and not, not holding up to his weight. So they had a plan to haze him. I didn't want to be a part of this plan. However, I also was and, and am fairly tough because of my wrestling background. And I had just gotten back from Quantico, Virginia, where I was on the all Marine wrestling team for a little while in tryouts and, uh, uh, can hold my own, even though I don't look intimidating. Uh, it's kind of like a, a I'm like the, the underdog, like <laughs> not looking mm -hmm. intimidating, but know how to ho hold my own. So they needed me because he also was a wrestler and fairly tough. But that being said, I still chose to not participate and I kind of ducked out. So I, instead of staying in my room, I went to another friend's room way up the hallway and was playing on his computer at the time. And uh, they couldn't find me. 
And I, that was the plan. I didn't want them to find me. They finally tracked me down and they'd been waiting. I thought they'd just do it without me. And they were waiting for me because, like I said, his wrestling background. So this is where I passed some blame until I took ownership. So I, you know, I, I tried instead of just telling them, no, I'm not participating. I just tried to slip away and not say it, but just do it by default. And then when they finally found me and, you know, they basically uh, convinced me to participate and I and in convincing, I chose you know, and I, I kind of blamed, you know, like and if they hadn't forced me to do that, they didn't force me. I chose. I could have said no, but I chose to go do it. So being that he was a tough wrestler, I was the first person that went in and took him down. And in taking him down, uh, he's a, a bleeder. <laughs> so just doing pull ups, he gets a bloody nose, just doing anything strenuous. He gets a bloody nose. So when I took him down, there was no uh, punching of him or anything of that nature to his nose, but I had blood all over me from him bleeding on me when there was some struggle of me taking him down. Long story short, it became a hazing example, just as you've heard in the news. And, and, and funny enough, it was at the same time that the movie with Tom Cruise, A Few Good Men, was out, where the whole movie was about how a hazing went wrong and they actually killed that person. Mm -hmm. um, so that was the big no-no in the in the military, uh, Marine Corps, Army, etc. And little did we know. Uh, something went wrong prior to us getting to Yuma. So they were, they made a statement on the base next hazing incident. We're going to make an example of those people. So I went from being the number one Marine who actually had what's called a MESEP package on the Colonel's desk, which they were going to take me out of enlisted, send me to college paid by the Marine Corps, go to officer candidate school and come back as an officer, which is a very rare, like it's one out of thousands of Marines get that opportunity. And I was the one. And I went from that one to now standing in front of the colonel with him yelling at me, calling a piece, piece of crap and disgrace to the Marine Corps and this and that in one day. Right. Mm -hmm. So to go from the top to the, the absolute top to the absolute bottom was probably the most difficult uh, point in my life and the lowest point of my life. And here's the I can I can I don't know if you look back like listening to this or you, Dan, can look back. I know the exact second when I cracked. I'm sitting there and the colonel is screaming at my face. And if you've seen the Marine Corps movies, they're really not too gentle in, in their discipline, <laughs> right. right? So he's screaming at me, telling me this piece of and all this. And I said, I disagree, sir. And he didn't like that. And then he just went in and, and, and I still stayed my own. Like, no, I made the choice to be there. But I actually am thankful even to this day that I was there because I did stop it from going far. There were people that really didn't like this guy. And had I not been there, like I had to tell a couple of people, hey, that's too much. Stop. You know, if that happens again, you're going to have to deal with me. I stopped people from taking it too far. It didn't go anywhere. It was pink bellies and Charlie horses to the leg. That's as far as it went. You know, they wanted to do more, but I was there to prevent it from going any further. And I'm thankful for that. So I was strong. Hey, I chose to be there, but he was telling me how piece of crap I was and blah, blah, blah. And I'm the worst thing that's ever happened. I said, I disagree. And then he just got really, he, he, you know, he is a master. He got under my skin and actually made me believe that I was a piece of hmm. And that's the, that was the lowest point of my life. So I went from being the person who believed I was the best to he cracked me and made me feel like I was a loser and a disgrace and a, and a real piece of crap. And that took me some time to recover. So I, I left that room a different person and, you know, went from the top to the bottom in one fell swoop. And it took me months to finally regroup myself. And we'll, we'll probably talk about that. Uh, but I finally um, got over the moping and got over it and basically looked. It just hit me like, wait a minute. I'm the same person I was before that as I am now. I'm a leader. My rank, I got demoted. At, oh, at the time I was a corporal getting meritoriously promoted to a sergeant. And I got busted from a corporal to a lance corporal. 
So I was in essence a sergeant getting busted to a lance corporal because two weeks, two weeks late after that, I was supposed to get promoted. So everything just flipped upside down and it took me months to actually regroup and remind myself and build up my self-confidence. Like what? Hey, rank doesn't mean anything. Um, that, that person has their opinion, but I know who I am. I know what I do. I am a leader and I, I need to get back to being a leader. Like everyone needs me, you know, and, and they, they missed me. And it was, it's kind of like when I, when I reemerged, they're like, ah, you're back. You know, so it was a real rough period that looking back, there's a quote uh, from Napoleon Hill that says every adversity carries with it the seed of an equivalence or greater benefit. And at the time I thought nothing worse could happen than that. But looking back, it was a multifold benefit for the lessons that I learned. I would never wish that upon anybody, but I learned valuable lessons about myself, about uh, who I am and believing in myself. And at the same time, I, I still I got out after four years with an honorable discharge. But prior to that, I mean, think about what I just described. I was a Marine getting meritoriously promoted to sergeant. I was going to be pulled out of enlisted, brought to officer candidate school and brought back as an officer. And then I was in the only four years of nonviolence of like recent American history. Had I come back as that officer, you know what happened from there. 9-11 occurred, Afghanistan, Iraq, all these conflicts. And me being the leader, chances are pretty good. Uh, I probably would have died many years ago because I had mm. prior to that lowest point in my life. I was I, I was in my mind a lifer. I was going to be in the military for my life. And uh, that life probably would have been shortened you know, uh, in all honesty. So it, it not only saved my life, but it, it taught me lessons that uh, I could have never learned had I not experienced that. So I'm very thankful uh, for that lowest point in my life. Right. So, so in, um, you know, obviously that's in your professional arena of, of a lowest point, were there areas in your life that, that, uh, um, you know, I know you, you talk about your, your Trinity method, uh, with getting those in alignment, are there areas that you know you've struggled with over the years that you've recognized now looking back? <laughs> I'm laughing because, like I said, man, uh, like right now, I, I still am a flawed individual and I still right. can guarantee you and everyone listening that I will make many mistakes today. And, I, and like I said, there's only three things we can control, our thoughts, our words and actions. I'm going to think things that are detrimental to my best self. I'm going to do I'm going to say some things that are. I'm going to regret and I'm going to I'm going to do some things that probably aren't the smartest things for me to do. And that's what I call being human. So I am I am. And, and here's what happens. Like I, I've spoken in 10 different countries this year already to thousands of people throughout the world was in Spain when the new year struck uh, was just in Malaysia recently. And then uh, spoke in front of 1500 people over in uh, where the heck was that? The Netherlands. I've been all over the world speaking on stage. And what happens is a lot of people think or have the misconception, even with the big names like Tony Robbins, Brian Tracy uh, and Zig Ziglar, prior to him passing, you know, that, oh, they all got it figured out. Well, we got it figured out to a degree, but we're still human and we still have challenges. I'm of the belief that while we're still breathing, you can guarantee that you're going to have challenges in one of those three areas, if not more in your health, in your relationships or your finances. So it's not just health. Just like we talked about success, most people think of money automatically for success. Now with the Trinity success method, it makes it a little more uh, covering what it is to be a human, health, relationships, finances. For health, if we do a triangle below that, there's a triangle below that the base of that is mental on the, on the bottom. The left-hand side is uh, physical and the right-hand side is emotional slash spiritual. So there's, there's some, 
everything always needing to occur in that health arena alone, mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually. I'm, I'm a believer of Tony has a good saying, can't C A N I constant and never ending improvement. So I'm continually feeding myself with audio such as this, listening to podcasts, listening to people that I respect, uh, reading books, uh, listening to audio books, attending seminars, etc., to improve my mental, physical, emotional, uh, and spiritual health. I have a routine in the morning where I live in Boca Raton, Florida here, two miles from the water of the beach. I walk to the beach every morning and back that I'm here is, I won't say every, but most mornings that I'm here when it's not raining. Um, and while on that walk, I listen to audios and, uh, that's my way of getting like my health in order and getting my day in the proper alignment for relationships. Hey, we have another triangle that comes off of there relationships. We have the, the base personal, the left-hand side, professional, the right-hand side, social. So, Hey, we all have what's called families and every family has, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, right? So we've got family members that we, we still have to love, whether we agree with them or disagree with them, then we, we're there to support them as best as possible and love them as best as possible. And then, you know, obviously we have our significant others, any children, uh, the personal needs, needs some attention. If you don't give like love equals time, if you don't give that time, that means you're not giving love. So there's always balance and time is our most precious and ever fleeting asset. So it's energy management of where we place our attention uh, properly in this trinity uh, of health relationships and finances. And then money. Hey, there's things called summers and winters. <laughs> and Jim Rohn talked about this. I'm fortunate to meet Jim before he passed uh, a day before my dad passed, actually. Um, but uh, there's summers and winters financially. Uh, there's a, a saying that says this too shall pass. I used to think that meant for only for bad things, but this too shall pass means the summers end too. I mean, uh, uh, there are many times in business where we had such momentum and such uh, trajectory that we thought it would never end. Well, guess what? It ended, and and we had to do the three words that I learned in the Marine Corps: uh, improvise, adapt, and overcome. One thing you can count on is challenges, uh, and when they occur. You have to improvise, adapt, and overcome. So uh, good times don't last. And if everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's not true, it can last forever. Well, forever is very short in this lifetime. You know, Steve Jobs is no longer around. He had all the money he could ever think of. He's not here anymore. So, yeah, it ends. It's just a matter of when. <laughs> and if it ends by your choosing or not is, is you know, for the future to be told. So uh, I have had each and every one of those areas be a point of uh, attention for me. So the health, uh, I've had mental, physical, emotional, spiritual situations where it needed my my dire attention. Uh, for my uh, relationships, yeah, I, I've been through a divorce. I've been through some some difficulties and some business uh, uh, dealings. You know, I've had some family difficulties. You know, so there, that's had some huge issues. And then money, I've had times when it felt like we were printing money, and then times where we grew a little too fast or too big for our britches. You know, looking back in history, there was one time when we had a $400,000 a month overhead and it gets a little stressful when you make a couple hundred thousand in a month and you still owe a couple hundred thousand beyond that. And that only lasts for a few months before stress starts to catch up to you. So money comes, money goes uh, and time flows consistently and never endingly. So it's a matter of how and where are you going to be back to that definition of success of be happy in, in this journey, which is brief. Uh, in your health, in your relationships, in your finances. So I've had I've had so many. I, it could be a seminar on each of those areas, um, but it's all about choice. So for instance, one time uh, five years ago, I looked in the mirror and I become a little fat and happy. 
as I mentioned, I was a wrestler, so I was always fit and always trim. And after playing on the internet for a while and touring the world and eating uh, the most luxurious places and eating a lot more than I probably should have, uh, I looked in the mirror and was like, what the heck happened to me? You, like, I put on some weight. So I looked in the mirror, and this goes back to July of 05, and, or not, I'm sorry, July of 2010. I looked in the mirror and didn't like what I saw. I was 196 pounds, the heaviest I'd ever been. Within two, I made, then I made some choices. So you know what? I'm changing that. So I put attention towards my health. Within 60 days, I went from 196 pounds to 168 pounds in two months. And I did it in a simple manner. Uh, I, I did it in a way that uh, I asked around and people were doing P90X and all these other things. And I saw, oh, great, you like it. Did you finish it? No, I did it for like a week. So I didn't do it. <laughs> I have the discipline to do it. So I said, I don't want to do something that I have the discipline to do that others don't. So I just created a simple plan. And actually, uh, I traveled to seminars and stuff. People saw me two months later, like, what the heck did you do? So I wrote a report that's for free at MyTransformationSecrets.com. You can see that visually transform uh, from 196 to 168. It's a pretty dramatic change in 60 days. What you don't see is the change internally, which I think is the key to health, relationships, and finances. The person I became by focusing my energy on that and by taking charge and taking control of my choices, it empowered me to take every other area of my life to new heights as well. So that is quite, uh, I I say success, and that's why it's the base of the Trinity is the health. You know, when you get your mind, uh, your mind, body, and emotions in in alignment, everything else clicks too. Uh, So, yeah, and then you can do the same thing if your finances are low. You can have a fat bank account in two months if that's where you put your time, energy, and attention. So it, it works in all those different areas. And relationships. If the relationships can be super poor, and in 60 days later, with the proper time, energy, and attention, they can be most loving and, and fulfilling relationships ever. And, uh, right. yeah, so I, I, I've, had, I've had struggles and all. Now, the cool part is generally in life, at least one of those three needs your attention more than the other two. Sometimes two out of the three are really bad. And sometimes all three are really bad. I've been in that situation as well. All three are just in the crapper. And you just feel like you're at this on your knees, like wondering what the next step is going to be. So if you're listening to this, yes, I've been there. All three of them have been in the crapper. I've been there when two out of the three were in the crapper. And it's not a fun experience, but just know that this too shall pass and, and improvise, adapt and overcome and treat this brief journey that we have called life as a game. Say, all right, I'm here because of the choices I made. And I'm going to be in a different place in 60 days because of the choice I'm beginning to make now. I'm taking control of my life. I'm putting some steps and some actions in place that will totally transform this situation. Just like that visual transformation of my body from 196 to 168, you can transform your body, your relationships, or your health uh, one at a time in a very quick manner. That's good. So you, you kind of... Got ahead on me and, and uh, caught up. <laughs> you caught you. You must have uh, you must have read my mind. Basically, as you got you covered those areas very well. And and uh, segueing into this next question, um, but yo, it, it's interesting when you get all in in an area and you're, and you're totally focused and you're sold out to it of what can what you can accomplish, whether it be in your health, your relationships, you know, or any of those areas. Um, so. Um, that's interesting. So, but you did mention P90X, and I gotta, I gotta definitely tell you that I did do all ninety nice. days. So. Very cool. Right. You, <laughs> and it was it doesn't surprise me. You have the discipline that can do it. But it was just so yeah. funny. So many people that I asked, oh, I love it. It's awesome. Like, oh, cool. Did you finish it? 
No, I did it for about a week. <laughs> well, it's just I think it's like that in life for a lot of people, though, when they, you know, they, a lot of people say they want things, but then they're not willing to work mm-hmm. for it. So Correct. no matter what, you know, which is why we have these valleys, you know, these ups and downs in our lives. Right. Yep. <laughs> There's things we're not really committed to. And we speak sometimes before we realize what we committed to. Right. Right. Yeah, and yeah. with consistency and persistency, you, you I'm sure transformed your body internally and externally. Uh, in that 90 day period by being committed to it and being consistent and persistent with your choice. Absolutely. And uh, so let's, uh, let's begin to wrap up here with this uh, few, few more questions here. And I think that, um, uh, you know, it's, it's awesome to see where you're at now and the things you're doing to impact people. So what, you know, what is the one thing that you want to share with the audience? There is, there's a couple things. Um, and that leading me to where I am right now, and, and you can literally be the architect, the starring actor, the director of the movie of your life. And if you don't like where that movie is now, tear up the script and design a script that does get you on the path to being your ideal scenario in your health, in your relationships and in your finances. It all begins with a choice. It all begins with you, you taking ownership that I can't control my thoughts, words, and actions, which control by default my emotions. And when I choose to control my thoughts, words, and actions, what I focus on becomes reality. There's The Strangest Secret in the World by Earl Nightingale, which basically is um, we become what we think about most, mean, meaning if you focus on something continuously, that will become a reality. And there's it, kind of by default, uh, we can't think of things that we aren't ready to turn into a reality at this point. It's kind of like a, 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 a meter that we have is a human. If you have the idea, if you have the intuition and, and the calling to do something, it can become a, a reality with the proper thoughts, words and actions. Um, so so dream big, play big. The, the purpose of this is being all in. You know, when I went all in where to be where I am now, I already had some success financially, but I was depressing my my desires uh with my personal situation uh i I was suppressing my songs you have songs to sing you have things you need to do and and whether that's a book whether that's uh whatever it is for you get clear on that and know that you can turn that into reality by getting clear on what you want so here's what happened i turned 40 years old two years ago almost three years ago and next month i turned 43 so on my 40th birthday, I'm driving about 15 minutes from my house in Boca to the office in Deerfield as president of Strategic Profits. And I had this conversation in my mind. I said, wow, I'm 40 years old. Man, what was I doing when I was 20? And I reflected back to I was the 20-year-old Marine, you know, hard charging at the top of my game in the Marines. And life was amazing, um, but a totally different person with a totally different role. I said, man, if I were able to, to sit down with myself at 20, what advice would I tell myself? And there were some things that I said, like, man, I don't know how you get through some stuff. Like, it looks like every door closes and there's no there's no light at the end of this tunnel. It's black, like it's dismal. But somehow, some way, one step at a time, you always get there. You always make it. So don't ever give up. You always pull through. And if you're listening, that's similar advice that I'd pass on to you. Um, and then the other thing I would tell myself at 20, if I could only say one thing, is get clear on what you want. Get clear on what you want. When you're clear on what you want, you always get it. And that goes back to what we focus on becomes reality. So get clear on what you want in your health, in your relationships, in your finances. So that was a cool conversation in my mind. Then it hit me like, wow, that 20 years went so fast. And imagine how quickly the next 20 is going to go. What would my 60-year-old self tell me right now? And keep in mind, um, I was a Marine. Uh, Once a Marine, always a Marine, right, they say. And then um, 
I also have spoken on stage in a mankini, a Borat mankini, <laughs> talking about the power of stepping out of your comfort zone. So just know that I'm someone who teaches and does step out of my comfort zone regularly. But my six-year-old self came and he said this to me in my mind. Stop being. Can I can I t- tell you exactly what he said? <laughs> Go for if, it. If you don't like swear words, <laughs> cover your ears. My six-year-old self was a little ornery with me. He said, stop being a f-. I said, what? In my mind, like, what are you talking about? He's like, you tell everyone to step out of your comfort zone and look at you driving to the office, doing your thing. And he's like, when are you going to step out on your own? You're, you're, you're suppressing your dreams. You're not fulfilling your potential. You need to step out. And it, it was, guess what? They call it a comfort zone. Why? Because it's comfortable. I had a good life. <laughs> I mean, making good money, making good impact behind the scenes, but suppressing my happiness, suppressing my dreams, suppressing what talent I thought needed to be shared with the world. And I didn't immediately go in and have that talk with Rich. But in due time, I talked with Rich and built up the courage to step out of my comfort zone and said, Rich, I love what we're doing here. Uh, however, I just have to step away. I, got, I have dreams that I need to fulfill on my own. And he came back with a very strong proposal of me to release my own products under the strategic profits umbrella, which was a real tempting offer. It would have given me a lot more security and a lot more uh, uh, certainty instead of uncertainty. But it was too tempting, and I, it, I kind of felt like ah, I'd probably still be a quasi-president role and wouldn't be able to put the full attention into my project. So I, I politely declined and went out on my own and got out of my comfort zone. And guess what? Even though I'd had success in the past, it doesn't guarantee you're going to immediately have success in new ventures. So you know, I jumped into uncertainty. I jumped out of my comfort zone and was either going to fall from the nest or fly. And that choice is probably the biggest and best choice that I ever made. And if there's anything I could inspire you with listening here to is do not suppress your dreams. This journey goes quick. I was there for both of my parents last breath at 52 and 56 years old. They were diagnosed and dead with cancer each two years apart, uh, and they died very quickly after the diagnosis. I, too, had a near-death experience. Uh, I was walking through to the doors uh, you know, up in the bright white light after a severe car wreck. And halfway there, I said, stop, this isn't how it's supposed to end. I know there was more for me to accomplish. Send me back. I had a respirator breathing for me. I had been helicopter lifted from the wreck and uh, had to learn to walk and talk again. Uh, so the bottom line is we're all going to have that last moment. We're all going to have that last breath. A lot of people think that it's going to, you know, oh, I hope I don't get cancer. Well, guess what? We all have a terminal illness. It's called being human. Recognize it, embrace it, and recognize this, this journey is brief. And you're going to be at that last breath sooner than you want to be. And you want to be able to reflect back and give yourself a virtual high five or your pat your own back. Say, good job. You went for it. You had the courage to follow your dreams and live your passion. That would be my hope for you listening to this, that you don't suppress your dreams, that you do take the chances, that you do uh, go for being all in. Go for this game. You're here. Make the most of it. Don't dawdle. Go get to it. Awesome. So how do how do our guests find out more about you and and uh, anything special you may have for them? Sure. Uh, I put together a huge amount of audios uh, at my I'm sorry, at uh, make today great dot com, make today great dot com. And, and here's here's the, the reason why my kids live in New York and I live in Florida, so I don't get to see them much. And God forbid if something were to happen to me, I, I created those audios and I've created videos on YouTube that. Basically, you get to know me, and in getting to know me, I share information similar to what you heard here, but going deeper into certain areas of how to succeed in life, 
with your health, with your relationships, and with your finances. So if you want more, you can go to maketodaygreat.com, and in essence, you get uh, tens of thousands of dollars worth of coaching for free at the uh, Make Today Great podcast and or just do a Google search for me, find some of the YouTube videos. There's huge amounts of videos there as well. And uh, my goal would be that you would be like many of the hundreds of people that have reached out to me uh, without having interaction with me other than those audios or videos and them sharing the results that they've achieved just from uh, following the guidelines and following the steps and strategies that I share there. So maketodaygreat.com. Great. Well, thank you very much, Tom, for taking the time. And uh, I appreciate uh, you doing that and uh, sharing with our listeners and definitely um, I'm honored that you did take the time. So I, I appreciate you and uh, look forward to great things. Well, thank you for having me, Dan, and uh, I look forward to hearing from any of your uh, your listeners on how uh, this, this has positively impacted them. So go make it happen. Make today great. For more information on the links and resources recommended in this show, please visit allinpodcast.com.